It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for an emergency party. Emergency, emergency, emergency. You know what? I'm sitting around the crib. You know, it's like 4.15, 4.30. I'm thinking, yeah, it's a Friday with nothing to do. And then all of a sudden, I get all these text messages to my phone. And they say full go podcast on them. So I know they are urgent. That's the black bat signal that's going up on my phone. Steve Cerruti is hitting me up. Usually, Cerruti only checks in every once in a while when he thinks I'm getting antsy about something. Jesse's hitting me up. Tony Gill's throwing his little thoughts out there. And Allison's like, who should we book? And I have to scroll up and see what did I miss? And it's only been seven minutes. They made me feel like I wasn't in tune with my own damn city and my own team. So immediately I jumped to it. I jumped on the old social medias and I saw the the highly sourced Ian Rappaport because Lord knows when there's a bear story, Ian Rappaport is all over it because he still has whoever in that organization that is funneling him news at a rapid pace. And I see that Ryan Poles and 
ladies and gentlemen, since the Roquan Smith situation, Ryan Poles has pretty much executed everything that he set out to execute along this process and along this plan. The next step was to trade the number one overall pick for multiple first rounders, move down in the draft and get yourself a greater foundation and also try to figure out what you were going to do at the wide receiver position in one fell swoop. We've been talking about the Panthers. We've been talking about the Colts. We've been talking about the Texans. Who was going to move up? The Carolina Panthers move up to the number one pick, and the Bears get multiple first-rounders over the next few years. They move down to the ninth. They get multiple second-rounders. And DJ Moore, who has come on in this last year of football, I mean, Anthony Heron is a prime dude to talk about this. He is is one of the dudes that I go to, not only on the Bears side of things, but on the college football side of things as well. He does great work covering the Pac-12 and also the Big Ten. Anthony, this is the deal that many Bears fans were hoping for. Now, I will say, you know, I got my, it's like Harlem Nights. I got got ready for a swallow orange juice and I went to the fridge and there wasn't (laughs) nothing in there. (laughs) I was ready for Will Anderson, man. I was ready Uh, for Jalen Carter, something something that was going to make me say, we got the best player in the draft. And it still may happen. Maybe not those two guys down at nine, but you can still get value. What do you think of what Ryan Poles pulled off for the Bears? Shout out to Della Reese real quick. Yeah, shout Um, out. I do think because because they went all the way down to nine, my, my initial reaction to that, to seeing how far they went down, is that it does seem less likely, in my opinion, that that Ryan Poles will do the double trade that, that a lot of folks have talked about. You know, going from one, you have that potential. I, you know, he's definitely alluded to, especially recently during the Combine, that he might be willing to make something happen before free agency. And has talked about the positives of that, because at least now you get the trade out the way, you know where you're going to be at going into the draft, and then free agency set to begin days from now. And now you, you kind of at least have that sense. You got this part out of the way. Now you can begin to acquire additional veterans. And so getting out of the number one spot and getting what, what I think is a, a more than representative haul. I mean, I even I, I tweeted that I, I think it's home run when, yeah. when you factor in having not only, of course, you know, you swap this year's first round picks, but you stay in the top 10 where you're still anticipating getting a, a blue chip level prospect. When you're drafting in the top 10, you're expecting to get someone who can play winning football for you from jump. You know, the quarterback position is a little bit different in that equation where you're still thinking, all right, number one overall might still, you know, take some development unless you're just a, a Joe Burrow type unicorn. But aside from that, you're usually looking for someone at any other position you draft in the top 10, somebody who day one can play winning football for you. And then you, of course, still hope for development from that point. And my impression is that the, the Bears are going to be in a great spot to still get that in the top 10. So trade down to number nine, I kind of thought, all right, if they go to four, and especially if it's before free agency, that leaves you plenty of time to maybe still trade down either lower in the top 10, like if it's the Colts first to number four, and then you get the Panthers later on, and they're trying to get to four, so you go right. to nine or something like right. that. So this isn't that, but you got plenty in return, not only immense draft capital, but now, you bring in somebody who's going to be the best receiver on your squad day one. Yeah, DJ Moore is the part of this deal. And to recap, Bears get the number nine in the second and a first in 2024 and a second in 2025. And DJ Moore, as Anthony just mentioned, 
um, a, a dude who first couple of years it was like, okay, what's happening here? There's injury, there's issues. I mean, this is a team who drafted Curtis Samuel previous to that, so they were just trying to figure out who that next dynamic wide receiver would be in Carolina. And then last year he popped specifically. When you talk about a wide receiver that is going to complement what Justin Fields needs because we're still trying to figure out, like, he's shown you enough, but he hasn't shown you enough to blow you away to make you think, all right, the next five, six years, this is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. And that's fine. That's fine. These are just the facts for even the Justin you know, Fields lovers like I am or the haters, like a lot of people are out there. How does DJ Moore complement his skill set and what you see being a more efficient passing attack going forward? When you look at, at what the Eagles did in, in making the trade for A.J. Brown last offseason, I don't, I don't put D.J. Moore in that category. He's not A.J. Brown to me because A.J. Brown is just a more, a more combustible talent at wideout. That's, you see a one-on-one matchup, just throw the ball, just get a strong-arm QB to throw it as far down the field as he can, and A.J. Brown has a shot to make a chunk play for you or pick up a flag. That's not exactly D.J. Moore. He's got some of that in his game, but he's not the big imposing physical threat with huge deep ball speed. But he's a more well-rounded receiver, in my opinion, than A.J. Brown, because especially with this offense that the Bears are running and that they will continue to even get better at, but you think of some of the things that the Green Bay Packers have done in recent years, that the San Francisco 49ers have done a lot of under Kyle Shanahan, where you're using receivers not only as, as route runners, but even out of the backfield. You know, the guys who can do versatile things in the slot, out wide via, you know, loop motion, jet motion, where you're using them as additional sort of extensions of the run game. DJ Moore's got all that in his game as well. And it's really effective, not only running after the catch. One of the things the Bears wide receivers have struggled with for years here is as they receive the football, if they finally catch it cleanly, pretty frequently, they just immediately fall on the ground. Like they're just expecting (laughs) contact or they just don't believe they're going to go anywhere else or they're just shocked that they caught it, and then they fall. Like, their legs don't work anymore. DJ Moore will give you more run-after-catch than any receiver the Bears have had of recent vintage. So when he receives it, he catches it smoothly, cleanly, and immediately turns into a ball carrier on the fly. So he does that after the route and also can add that out of the backfield. So now you have multiple threats that you can begin to do that with. And, you know, we'll see what some of the other young guys can develop into in the Bears receiver core right now because Luke Getze wants that availability, just easy completions, easy yards for his quarterback, for his offense, not only in in utilizing a run game that I think is still going to lead the way for the Bears offense, but can you turn Darnell Mooney once he gets healthy into a guy who gives you more run after catch? And then also, you know, what you're going to do with with some of these young players. You know, you're, you're hoping that maybe, you know, who you end up drafting, you know, in the, what, in the third round where, where they end up, uh, getting the, the receiver last year out, out of Tennessee, whose name I'm blanking on. Bayless Jones, the, yeah. Bayless Jones. Yeah, big yeah, play can, Bayless. Right. You know, if he, if he can kind of develop, then you at least have multiple guys now. But DJ Moore has already proven it at the NFL level that he's a guy who can be your extension of the run game and a, a true top flight, you know, big play wide receiver as well. Time for some commercials. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. In your work with the Big Ten Network and the Big Ten Radio, uh, the beginning of this season, I, I, I trace back in some of our text messages only for evidence circumstances. You know, I don't ever mm-hmm. want you to have anything on me, you know, make sure I'm not getting extorted out here by my good guy. You got that app here. where you can delete other people's <laughs> yeah, messages yeah, yeah, they yeah, receive yeah, from yeah, you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And if not, I'm just going to try to steal your phone and break it, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, I asked you about this young man at the beginning of the year and if he was the best defensive player in the Big Ten, Joey Porter Jr. And I see a lot of, you know, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., the kid from Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. You've seen a lot of these players that will be in that area around nine, and the Bears have a ton of needs. We all know this. Peter Skaronsky, you know, is he going to get kicked in the guard? Is Is he a right tackle in the NFL? Who are some of these names? And and even before the Bears traded this pick, I was looking at the kid from Texas Tech like, all right, there's Mm. there's a way where if they do trade down, which everyone thought they would, that the Bears would draft a guy that isn't as high on other people's radars but will be around that area. So what are some of the names that that people should start to get used to now that they have a solidified position of where they think the Bears are going to draft on the first day? Well, you mentioned, you know, Peter Skaratsky started with him because I think that you know, positional value in the draft is kind of in the eye of the beholder. You know, what do the Bears feel like they need and what do they feel like if they stayed at nine makes sense for them there. But the, in one way, the positive about the, the position that Ryan Poles is in, that the Bears need help everywhere. You know, so they, they've addressed <laughs> at least part of that during the season last year where you get Chase Claypool and bring him in. And now, before free agency even begins, as you trade the number one pick, you, you acquire a guy who's going to be your best receiver in DJ Moore, like we've been talking about. So it's not likely you're going to look to address that at the top 10 of the draft as well. Now, you know, could you, would you have so much capital? Could you go back and come back around to that later in the draft, perhaps? But when you're talking top 10, there's no reason to go wide receiver there. Now, offensive line, I certainly didn't think there was an offensive lineman as the Bears sat at number one that was going to make sense for them to try to view and, and target that high in this cycle but Peter Skaronsky, if you're talking number nine, maybe, there are some questions. I've, I've watched him even when he came out of high school when I called the All-American Bowl for NBC. He was one of the players in that game and have seen his entire Northwestern career, called a number of his games throughout his time in college there. The top 10, in my opinion, is, is a little rich for, for Peter Skaronsky. Okay. I'm saying that with the idea that I believe he's going to play for a long time and play well in the NFL. That's just what he's been at every other phase of his career. He's got very consistent film. He's always been very technically sound. And he did that from his true freshman season, having no offseason. That was the COVID offseason leading mm. into 2020, his true freshman year. He showed up and Rashawn Slater had opted out that season for Northwestern. So Peter Skaronsky played and started far quicker in his career than anybody anticipated. But, you know, they just needed guys. And he stepped in and played at an all-Big Ten level right, right. away. That being said, he hasn't faced the, the type of speed, the type of edge rush in the Big Ten in recent seasons, you know, it's, it's one thing for like a George Karloftis who had a, they had a really good matchup a couple of years ago. Karloftis ends up being a first-round pick 
to the Kansas City Chiefs. Karloft is more of a power rusher. Yeah. You know, Lucas Van Ness, more of a power rusher who's going to be a first-round pick coming out of Iowa this year. Phoenix Karanski hasn't been tested by the type of speed mm. that they'll throw at you off the corner in the NFL. I do believe between that straight speed rush and also guys converting speed to power is something that he will likely struggle with early in his NFL career. But I, I think, you know, he, he's going to be a guy who plays well. I see him, in my opinion, more in the teens in the first round, perhaps late teens, as far as just the level of prospect that he is. Now, Paris Johnson out of Ohio State, he's the type of prospect that physically is there. His film isn't quite as consistent as Peter Skaronsky, but also he's a guy who where Peter Skaronsky is projecting in the guard but hasn't really played it before. Paris Johnson, early in his Ohio State career, has played guard, has played both tackle positions, okay. is all around just a better athlete with more of the stature and the arm length that, that you kind of hope for in a, an offensive tackle prospect high in the first round. So I would say at number nine, either guy, I think part of it is going to be projection in either case because neither guy has that surefire day one rookie right. left tackle. Not Quentin Quint Nelson or, exactly. or, or any of these other blue chip dudes that we've seen in the top 10. Right. But I, I see as far as the projection, Paris Johnson is a guy that projects higher, even though I would say between the two, Peter Skrowski may be the guy more likely day one to, to be able to play winning Plug and football. Play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and as far as the defensive backs are concerned, do you think that Ryan Poles takes a sniff there with the situation that we've seen? Jalen Johnson, of course, you know, is, right. is a good quarter, but he hadn't had a yeah. whole bunch of turnovers. Like, what do you what do you see Ryan Poles? You know, obviously with his offensive line background, he's putting mm -hmm. his, his reputation on the line. If he goes, hey, first pick, I'm taking that guy. But who are the other names maybe around that area that the Bears fans should nestle up to? So my impression is that the Bears, Ryan Poles, if there's any position group beyond quarterback that, that they feel okay about, it's probably DB. The, the Bears, okay. you know, they, they would have played even better in the secondary than they ended up playing last year if they had any pass rush. They, they truly had the worst pass rush in the NFL, and they still had DBs. Even as the secondary got banged up throughout the year where Jalen Johnson goes down, Jaquan Brisker struggles with concussions, and, and uh, you know, Kyler Gordon, the other second-round pick, he's out of the lineup for a while. And they're just plugging in like young, undrafted free agents yeah. in there and playing pretty well. well. Yeah, yeah. that Green Bay game stands out, one that, that, that they were able to play really good in the secondary, even without some of their frontline guys out there. So I don't think top 10 in the first round is where they'll end up targeting DBs. But, you know, you reference a Joey Porter Jr. He's he's the type of guy that even though he doesn't necessarily have all the, the production on the football with interceptions that you would hope for, but when the football's anywhere near him, he deflects it. And he's a very physical player, very similar, frankly, to, to Devin Witherspoon coming out of Illinois as well. Both Joey Porter Jr. and Devin Witherspoon are guys who don't necessarily have the interception numbers that you hope for, but are just extremely feisty in coverage, will come up and support the run, which is, you know, we, we think of the Deion Sanders type yeah. of lockdown cover guys and how important that is, but it's becoming, it's, it's underrated how important it is to be a willing tackler at corner in the NFL today because so much of the college game has come into the NFL now where we're talking about DJ Moore being an extension of the run Screen game. games, yeah. Screen games, now routes, hitch passes, all these things that set up easy completions for your quarterback to immediately get the football out of his hand. We've seen it in years for college. More and more NFL offenses are going to that RPO-style game right now, attacking laterally and outside the numbers. And you got Debo Samuel coming at you. You don't want a DB who's afraid to tackle to be out there to do that. So I think both those guys are great examples of defensive backs who are willing to do that, even though they don't necessarily have the interception productivity. I don't believe the Bears 
are, are the team that would necessarily be looking to go and make that happen in the top 10, though. But you mentioned Devin Witherspoon. He's a guy who's viewed as maybe more likely the top DB off the board. But Joey Porter Jr. will be in that conversation. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. It's probably a guy who's displayed more ball skills than, mm-hmm. than either of them as just a, as far as pure coverage goes. And just like the two quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, top two guys off the board. Which one did the Panthers trade up to number one for? Depends on the style as far as which one I, I think would be the number one prospect in this draft. I think Bryce Young, I rank slightly ahead of Stroud. But it's about styles. And frankly, C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, suits Frank Reich and his past more so. So my guess sitting here tonight is that he's trading up to get C.J. Stroud because he mm. just suits what Frank Reich has had at other stops. Even though both guys, it just I don't think either one of them is scheme proof. And I would say as far as the defensive backs we're talking about, it depends a bit on scheme. Gonzalez, the guy who maybe just if you're looking for that, that interception magnet, has a little bit more of those skills with the eyes back to the football taking it away. But as far as just the all-around, well-rounded corner coverage, run support, you know, right there in somebody's hip pocket the entire route tree, both Witherspoon and Porter have that in their game. Man, I've come to you before to learn what I need to learn about the game and the people involved in it on not only on the professional level, but especially at the college level. For you, you do the work for the Big Ten Network. You mentioned the All-American Bowl, NBC Sports. You do the Fox kickoff Sundays right here in the city, 670 to score. You're all over the place. Uh, a shining star in the business who I'm happy is in my contact list for moments like this when we have to do an emergency pod. <laughs> did you ever get worried that, that they would like, did anybody ever have you convinced they were thinking about trading fields no okay no right. no, no, yeah. no 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 it's a lot of noise out there a lot of noise know, out there you know, i know it's hard to ignore i know sometimes i know i will um i will tell you after this pod who i and some people <laughs> in the front office have in common and 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 the moment that stuff started i was like okay just uh-huh. just leave me right i'm, I'm right. gonna say i don't believe right. it at all and if he comes up trading tomorrow i am out in your ass I am telling everybody who you are. But yeah, man, I was I was not worried or afraid. You know what I am worried about, though? Mm-hmm. We talked about this on the last pod, man. I'm worried. And this is a good worry. I, I don't know if it's a good worry. But looking at what's happening over there in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Mar Jackson, that non-exclusive mm-hmm. franchise tag. Mm-hmm. How how long does Justin Fields have to prove that he's that dude? And on top of it, does he prove enough that you can't walk away from him, but you're not sure that you want to pay him the money that he's going to want as the next right. guy up when it, that is his time? Like, good problems to have, but then when yeah. you find out, like, to me, the moment you know the dude is the dude, you got to try to come at him early with the money yeah. because you, the longer you wait, the more you're going to pay. And that's what the NFL, especially at the quarterback position, is looking like. So, like I said, it's a good problem to have, but this next year is going to be very revelatory. There's so much in that Lamar situation, too. You know, like, I mean, I, I don't have the any of so stuff you know, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many levels to that. And then he, you know, part of the, all right, did, did he peak early? Have we, did mm. we see the best of Lamar in his second mm. year? Because things have regressed a little bit, but then they haven't surrounded him with playmakers either. And he still has found a way to win so many games and make the playoffs. And and know. please believe me, they know exactly what they're doing too with the, yeah. all right, go, go, go find a deal. Uh-huh. Go find, go find a deal. Uh-huh. 
uh, you know, yeah. agentless player. And, go, and the go, 30 go other connect. owners know yeah. what they're doing, too. Exactly. You know, those board yeah, meetings, 100%. you know, they, they got they got minutes from those board meetings where everybody knows what everybody's been talking about. They got you know. Jimmy Haslam's face up with a with a zero around it and a line <laughs> through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you gave the nasty no man all the money, and now yep, we, are here to man. Sure, <laughs> we are here to make sure that this never happens again. You kidding me? Oh, man. <laughs> you, got, you went rogue on us. Jimmy, come on. <laughs> At least the people in Denver can look at it, Russell and be like, all right, at least you're <laughs> right. not terrorizing the streets. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. And don't you forget, I'm always, always going to bring up Russell Wilson when it comes to you. Always. Always. And take this back <laughs> to our too. Big Ten radio days when you and I had a Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson conversation. Uh-huh. You I was too early to crown the young man, and thank yes, God you he were. came through. Thank God he came. I know two, both things to be true. Go ahead, okay? Go ahead, was, <laughs> He was who you thought he was. Yes. I got one right. It makes up for the fact that I thought Tim Duncan was going to be a bum. It, 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 you know, it, it makes up for it. One great. too light skin. We know what that was. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You already know. Though. You already know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Anthony Heron. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for jumping on with me late notice, man. I appreciate you. All right, you. Jay. You got it. Man. It's the full go, baby. All right, that's all the time we have for Emergency Pod. Emergency Pod, episode 217 of the Full Go Podcast. want to thank Ryan Poles and the Bears for messing around and making moves on a Friday night. That's right. I also want to thank our guests, uh, Big Ten Network, NBC Sports, 670 The Score, Fox Kickoff Sundays. The man is a... Uh, a media maven here in the city of Chicago. He is Anthony Heron. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. His information is always outstanding. His analysis is in-depth, and he's one of the people that has had to deal with me on a broadcasting professional level. So you can hear it in his voice how weary he is of those interactions. So thank you. Thank you to my man, Anthony Heron. I want to say thank you to the production staff, as always, the shadowy figure that is Steve Cerruti. He was actually a part of this thing. That's why it sounded like a professional broadcast, finally. You know, when the principal walks into the classroom and everybody sits up straight, you know what I mean? That's exactly what happens. So shout out to Steve Cerruti, the actor Jesse Lopez, and my main man, Tony Gill. Looking forward to uh, Sunday Tony. Sunday Anthony, I should say, where he pulls out the playoff road unis. He puts on the robe and we get to cooking on a Sunday night. So we'll talk to y'all on Sunday. Uh, Make sure you keep the full go voicemail line in your head and in your heart. 773-359-3103 is the phone number. 773-359-3103. Until Sunday, uh, thank you for downloading this thing, subscribing to this thing, rating and reviewing it, giving it the five stars that you know it needs. If not, we're going to see you in the streets. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other. Be safe.